Stay unlocked on Blue Jacket talking about everyone's favorite fighting Frenchman or goal scoring Frenchman, I guess. As uh, today, we are looking at the season review for Alexander Texier on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you all of the news, the stories, the trials, the tribulations, the joys, the agonies of your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. And uh, today we're continuing our series uh, reviews or season reviews, I guess, of uh, everyone who played in a Blue Jacket sweater this season. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making sure. This is their first listen of the day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. And uh, whether you are watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast apps, I appreciate you. So uh, thanks for stopping on by. And uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about Alexander Texier because I feel like he is... um, For a guy that only played like 40 games this season, I feel like he's been weirdly divisive. Um, I talked to Jeff Svoboda, Jackets Insider, uh, about this time last season, actually, and we talked a little bit about, you know, guys taking steps forward next season, you know, and Alexander Texier was a guy that he that mentioned that Jeff mentioned that he said he has to take a step forward in his development. Um, last season, he only had 15 points in 49 games. Uh, the season before that, which I think was technically his rookie season, he had 13 in 36. Uh, he played two games the season before that, so his first North American season was uh, 2018-19. He only had, he had, one, he had one goal in two games, but uh, this season he had 20 points in 36 games. Uh, we're going to get into like the, the reason he was gone in just a little bit, but to me, that's a step forward, honestly. Uh, he had 11 goals in those 36 games. Uh, he was second on the team in goals at one point uh, because the Blue Jackets were... Uh, Pretty bad at scoring goals for a little while there. Um, unfortunately, he missed. Uh, he went out about the same time as the Patrick Liner injury, I think. Uh, he fractured his finger. Uh, was supposed to be out four to six weeks. Um, went back to France for a little bit to kind of recuperate. And I believe there was a family bereavement or a personal something or other um, that basically kept him in France indefinitely. Um, there was a, a statement put out. And uh, so we didn't see Texier for the rest of season, which is a shame because, like I said, I think he was really starting to build something in terms of a development. And I think it's tough to say, yeah, he took a step forward when he only played 40 games. But even in those, yeah, 36 games, not even 40. Uh, but in those 36 games, he hit career highs uh, in goals and points. And... Uh, you know, for, for a guy that played mostly on the fourth line for the those 36 games, you know, 10 goals. If I get 10 goals off every fourth line guy, you know, 10 to 15 goals in 40 games, you know, you prorate that. Obviously, it's going to jump up and down a little bit. But if you say, okay, 11 goals in 36 games, if you double that to 60, 72, not even a full season, that's 22 goals. If you can get 22 goals out of a full season of your fourth liner, like... 
that's like I'm pretty happy with that. Um, and you know, Jeff Swoboda's talked about it a little bit as well. Kind of when he really started to get going, he was like, you know, Texier has looked really good down on that fourth line. He's getting a little bit of his like snarl back. Uh, and yeah, some guys. I think a lot of the frustration over the past couple of seasons with Texier has been he is not what people thought he was going to be. Um, he was originally a second round draft pick back in 2017, 45th overall. Uh, and I think there was a lot of um, anticipation, I guess is, is the word I'm looking for. There was a lot of people who expected him to come and be a top six guy. And while I've been doing my prospect profiles for the upcoming draft, um, you know, I've talked with a lot of different guys about, you know, what is your expectation from someone from someone getting picked in the, you know, top 15 of the first round, for example. What's your expectation for a first round draft pick? What's your expectation, you know? And I think once you start getting out of that kind of top 15, then it just kind of your, your expectation, I think, should drop. Um, and for a guy that was picked kind of in the middle-ish of the second round, or almost exactly in the second round, I think, uh, almost exactly halfway through the second round, getting a guy like XCA to, yeah, okay, maybe he will be a fourth-line guy. Maybe he will be a bottom-six guy, but I don't necessarily think that that's a bust, especially if he's going to be a, a bottom-six guy that scores 20 goals a season. I don't know that he will. Like, again, not looking at... Full season, he hasn't played a full season yet. So, you know, that's something we're going to talk about in, uh, in just a little bit. Uh, something else we're going to talk about in just a little bit is uh, how how his season went. Because I think we've talked about it in kind of broad strokes, but I wanted to kind of zoom in a little bit and talk about his game specifically. But I think readjusting expectations is going to be something that's very important to do for Texier because I don't think we should be looking at Texier and being like, well, why isn't he our second line centre? Um, because I just don't think that's, I mean, that's what he, I don't think that's what he can be for this team. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. We're going to talk about, uh, his season in a little bit more detail, but first I've got to tell you about a new sponsor that I use literally every day. Uh, so I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to eat better. I wanted to look after myself more. I didn't have a ton of time to start making these like super fancy protein shakes every morning. So I started with AG1. And honestly, I have never felt better. I've been taking it a few months now. It's super good for you, super delicious, and uh, with one scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, uh, energy, recovery, focus, aging, everything that you want to fix about your diet, you can fix with AG1. Um, it is lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. contains less than a gram of sugar. There's no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or anything like that. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your Starbucks habit. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. There is no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And you can make it easy by going to Athletic Greens, they're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's talk about Texier's season um, because 
yeah, he played on the fourth line, but I thought he was a very, very good fourth liner. I He played kind of a little bit up and down the lineup. He kind of struggled playing higher in the lineup. Um, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Again, you know, I like it. We just talked about in the last segment. Sometimes players are bottom six guys, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think, you know, the instinct is to be, well, he was picked in the second round. He should be a good player. And I'm like, yeah, if you picked him, if you pick him in the second round, I think you want to be, you want to expect an NHL player. I don't think that you should be able to expect a top six or an elite guy picked in the second round, you know? Um, but he was, if you look at like just his, his stats, um, he played 36 games for the Blue Jackets, had 20 points, uh, so just under half a point per game. He had 11 goals. Um, he was one of only a handful of Blue Jackets to hit double digits in goals. I think only six or seven Blue Jackets hit double digits in goals. He was one of them, and he only played 36 games, you know? So what can he do with a full season? Um, I do think we are kind of reaching a point with him where he does need to take that significant step forward. Frustratingly, I do think he was taking that step forward this season, obviously before the injury and then before um, the personal uh, issues. But beyond that, like like I say, 20 point, 11 goals, um, which is his previous career high in goals for the Blue Jackets was six. So he's almost doubled that in the same amount of games. Um, if he can play a full season, um, and I realize I'm saying that his time is running out right now, but it feels very dramatic. He's only 22. Uh, he'll be 23 by the time this next season starts. I don't, I don't know. I don't see a problem with giving him a little bit more time. Um, he's currently making 1.25 million, which, okay, is maybe a little steep, but I'm not. He is not who I am worried about next season. Um, in a minute, we're going to kind of take a look at what I do think he needs to do uh, in the in the next segment. We're going to take a look at kind of his next steps to becoming kind of the, the player that we need. Um, okay, he was tied for eighth on the team in goals. Uh, the players above him, Bjorkstrand, Line, Jenna, Roslovic, all hit 20-plus. Uh, Nyquist, Cole Sillinger, Sean Crowley, Zach Renski, and Adam Boquist. Those are the guys that had more goals than him. And basically all of those guys, I think, except for Boquist, who was injured a lot this season, played basically the full season or played over 50 games, um, I think is the is the cutoff point for that. So I'm I'm pretty happy with, with how Texier played this season. Um, I liked the style of play um did he maybe take a few too many penalties uh the answer is no actually he took uh, he had 12 penalty minutes so he took six minor penalties which uh if i can do math i keep trying to challenge myself to do math like li- not live but like while i'm recording uh one penalty every six games is pretty good especially for a guy who plays like text yeah who plays a very like like jeff Svoda said like i mentioned um he plays with kind of a snarl. Um, he does have kind of a almost a Boone Jenner type game, I think. Um, and so I'm genuinely shocked that he had that few penalties. Um, and something else I want to kind of touch on briefly as well before we before we move on to kind of 
Texier's future with the team. Uh, he played internationally this season. He played 14 international games. Uh, he played... Uh, hmm, this math doesn't add up. But uh, he played three games at the Olympic qualifiers. France did not make it to the Olympics. He had four points in three games. Then he had five points in seven games at the World Championships. France avoiding uh, relegation. Just. Um, so... Somehow this gives me 10 points in 14 games. They must be missing some international somewhere. Uh, 10 points in 14 games, again, is pretty pretty good. I would argue he's maybe the best. He's definitely the best French-born player in the NHL right now. He could be one of the best French players, like, ever. Um, and I don't think it makes sense to be like, yeah, he's 22, write him off. Uh, because he needed more than four years to develop. Like, I think some guys are just slower developers than others. And, again, I continue to think he's on the right track with all of this. Um, you know, you look at... Okay, you maybe look at some, I guess, contemporary, some other uh, 17, 2017 round picks. Uh, let's look at who was kind of drafted around him. Uh, so, drafted... Uh, after him, in the same draft, uh, we're looking at... Uh... Man, there really are no... There's not a, a ton of names that were drafted after him. Uh, Maxime Comprant for the Anaheim Ducks was drafted after him. Mario Ferraro was drafted after him. Uh, like, that's... In the second round, that's kind of... Those are the two notable names. Uh, Alex Formanton in Ottawa... Um, guys that were drafted ahead of him, you're looking at guys like Jared Anderson Dolan, who has struggled to make it in the NHL. Uh, you're looking at uh, like Jesper, Vo Jesper Boquist in New Jersey, who's really kind of starting to hit his stride. Like he feels like he's on track. Uh, there are a handful of guys in uh, in that draft that like haven't made the NHL yet. You know, uh, Shane Bowers. From Ottawa, it was picked in the first round. He hasn't played uh, a game yet. Marcus Davidson hasn't played an NHL game yet. He was picked above, uh, above as well. Like, and then you like you get guys like Jason Robertson was picked in the second round, and obviously he's worked out really well for the Dallas Stars. 125 points in 128 career games. Um, and then you know you you kind of you flip it and you look at, uh, for example, a guy like. Leah Anderson, who was drafted by the New York Rangers, has 17 career career points in 109 games. He's with the uh, Los Angeles Kings now, I believe. Uh, so it's so it's so tough to look and be like, well, he was drafted in this round, and therefore he should be making, he should be doing this, this, and this. He should be at this point in his career. You know, guys develop at different rates. Guys do different things with their career. I think the time to hold on and not panic about Alexander Texier's development, honestly, because he's doing he's doing just fine, in my opinion. Um, and in a minute, we're going to go on. We're going to look at some letter grades. We're going to look at a couple of Twitter comments I got, which are uh, really interesting. And uh, we're going to take a look at what he has to do to continue this path of development. But first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar because they've got a brand new flavor and uh, it's caramel brownie. Don't you love, like, a chewy, super chocolatey, gooey brownie? What about a caramel brownie? 
got caramel swirled on top. It's got chunks inside. What if I told you you could have one of those, but you could also have it with 17 grams of protein and only four grams of sugar? Well, you're in luck because right now at Built.com, you can get caramel brownie Built bars, and they're a fan favorite, so you would better act fast. Covered in 100% real chocolate like every Built bar, but with Built, you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. They're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. There's a million reasons you should try Built Bars, but for right now, let's just say that Caramel Brownie will rock your taste buds. That's not an understatement. I have tried some. They are incredible. And with Built, if you go to promo code Locked On, if you use promo code Locked On at Built.com, you can get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code Locked15 for 15% off at Built.com to get a box of Caramel Brownie Bars or Granola or any other of that, any other delicious flavor that they do. But honestly, you should get the caramel brownie at build.com. So let's talk Twitter polls, because uh, I think most people gave uh, Texier a B, which I think I'm pretty on board with. Um, I'm not upset by that kind of group. I think that's probably about what I would have, uh, what I would have given him as well. Uh, I think had he played a full season i maybe would have argued for an a but uh looking at looking at kind of the body of work that he's given us the fact that he still hasn't played a full season uh yeah 53 percent of people gave him a b 29 percent said c 12 percent said a six percent said d um duncan mcleod said that a c plus would probably be the ideal grade he was very good for a significant stretch but not great for the start and end of his short season and i think that's the that's the key for me here is obviously it's not his fault that he broke his finger it's not his fault that he missed most of the season due to family issues um i would like to see a uh a full season from alexander texier next year um and that's a tough thing to like that's a tough thing to say to a person of like what can this what can this player do to be better next season oh well the answer is to play a full season because you don't know what's going to happen you don't know if he's going to get injured again you don't know if he's going to have you know more he's going to have to go back to france for some other some other reason like you don't know it's so hard to be like well all this player has to do to get better is to play a full season because i think that's such an unrealistic thing to ask of them because hockey is a weird sport and sometimes guys get hurt in the season opener and sometimes guys get to play a full 82 games despite getting murdered night in night out like um andrew peak for example so uh it'll be that's kind of number one on my, my list of things to get him to improve on which is a tough thing to improve on i think Honestly, he might, like, my advice for Texier to kind of take the next step might just be to keep doing what he's doing. Like, he's clearly doing the right things. Um, he clearly, I think he he really flourished under Brad Larson, like a lot of players did. You know, it's, it's going back to the whole thing. Basically, every player had a career season this season, bar, like, a handful of the more established guys. Um, and I think that's... Uh, that says good things about Brad Larson. That says good things about this team. And it says good things about next season, I think. You know, these are young players. They're going to keep getting better and better. I would be very surprised if Texier is not as good as he was this season or better next year. Again, 22 years old, 23 by the time the season starts. He's going to be right in that mix for guys who are you know most improved you know i would love next season if or next off season when we're doing this um when we're doing the the blue jackets end of season awards i would love 
for Texier to be the most improved player. Um, and I have no doubt that he that he will be uh, in that conversation because, like I say, he was doing all of the right things this season. And then, unfortunately, you know, injury and personal stuff got in the way. But he has been improving steadily since joining the NHL. Um, and that's that's just a really great... A really great thing. I'm super excited about the future of Texier. A lot of people were calling for him to be traded this offseason or, you know, just clearly the kid's not any good. He's a bust, blah, blah, blah. We should get what we can for him. Again, kid's 22. Maybe, you know, like, if he was 28 and we were having this conversation, then it would be a different story. But, like, players usually don't hit their peak until, you know, 24, 25, maybe even 26 in some cases. So, like, give it one year. Give it two even, and see where Texier is, and then you can start calling for the, the kid to be traded because he's a bust. Um, in terms of his contract, uh, I'm not sure what uh, what we're looking at in terms of longevity. Um, he is... Uh, he has one more, one more year on his deal before he's an RFA, so again, I think this is... Guys typically play pretty well in contract, in contract years for obvious reasons, so uh, let's... Let's see what he does this season. Maybe he takes a giant leap forward. Maybe he does become that second line center or third, even third line center that uh, that ideally we would love him to be. And uh, let's kind of, like I said, let's see see where he goes. I would expect, I'm expecting good things out of Texier this coming season. Uh, hopefully you guys are too. And uh, that's about all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow, which is Monday, we are going to be uh, doing some more prospect profiles. I sat down this weekend with uh, Will Scouch. I have uh, plans to sit down with uh, Joel Henderson, who is a WHL scout. And I'm also going to be sitting down with Sam McGilligan at some point. Uh, so we've got six more draft profiles at least coming at you before the draft. Uh, and that will, I believe, bring the total up to, I think, 20. So at least one of those guys, if not two of them, will uh, be drafted by the Blue Jackets. Who knows? Yama may go off the board. We know who loves to do that. But uh, we're going to be keeping the prospect coverage going basically right up until the draft. And then we'll be doing some actual draft coverage, which will be very exciting. But uh, uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk to Will Scouch uh, about Gleb Trikazov. And uh, we are also going to be looking at uh, Owen Pickering, who is a defenseman. He's kind of probably out uh probably a, a little low in the rankings for the blue jackets but hey you never know again yamo kind of does what he wants so um that's who we're going to be talking to about scouts about that'll be uh monday and tuesday's episodes next week it's gonna be pretty draft heavy because like i said i'm, I'm talking to a handful of prospect guys to get you know a few a few last profiles in uh so that is that is the plan for next week and then uh, we will continue our season reviews uh next up in our list is this is really testing my knowledge of uh blue jackets jerseys and we're talking about eric robinson who was another guy that uh jeff spoda mentioned as guys that need to take a step forward in their development so we're going to be looking at did he do that like what's next for eric robinson um and we'll also be answering the question should he be traded for zach cassian because apparently that's what is being talked about in the athletic today so uh i've been jay foster you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets on Twitter. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. If you have uh, 
YouTube, then you can find me over there, or you can follow me on your podcast app of choice. Lockdown Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for making this your first or your second or your third listen of the day. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>